Okay, so about eight and a half years ago, my mom passed away suddenly from cancer and I was 22. And um, the thought of her being gone and like not ever being able to communicate with her again was just like, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. So I started looking into mediumship and I found a local medium. I'm from Vancouver, BC. So I found a local medium who was doing a demonstration in Squamish, which is halfway between Vancouver and Whistler. And um, she, so a demonstration is when it was live in person and she had about 30 people there. And so you're not sure if your loved one's going to come through, but they may or may not. Um, so I was sitting in the back row and I had two out of my three sisters there with me and a friend. And my mom came through like the third person and um, it blew me away. And then I believed, you know, I wasn't a skeptic any longer. I was like so um, excited to know that like she was still around and she had seen things since she had passed. And that kind of spiraled me onto my spiritual journey. And yes, welcome everybody to this week's show. We are live right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you like what you see here, each and every week we are live on Sundays at 4 o'clock uh, with a new guest each and every week talking about different things in the paranormal field. But if you do like what you see here, um, please do hit uh, the like button on the video. And also don't forget to hit the subscribe button on our channel as well. Uh, like I said, we do have a new guest each and every week. And uh, we'll talk about different topics here about the paranormal. And this week we do have a special guest joining us all the way from Nebraska, USA. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about her journey through psychic work and some other things that she's into. So let's just bring her on and get right to it today. Hi Valerie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking your time out of your schedule to talk to us today. Uh, a little bit about what you do as a psychic. So thank you. Yes, yeah, so yeah, no problem. So uh, as a, a psychic, I actually kind of got into a lot of different things because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I have superpowers because I was a teenager and totally into superheroes. So I uh, pursued a whole bunch of stuff like um, astral projection and um, uh, connecting to people's uh, um, passed on loved ones, spirit work, stuff like that, mediumship. Um, and uh, I also pretty much uh, looked at pretty much Anything I could think of that uh, I'd ever heard of might be a psychic ability, like, you know, levitation and stuff like that. I so wish I could levitate things, but I am not allowed to have that power. I'm too lazy. That sounds wonderful. Like you had it at an early age, like <laughs> a lot of people do. They kind of get into it when they're a bit younger. Um, but what really led you into it? What, what, what drew you into the field of being a psychic and what kind of happened that drew you into the field? So it's kind of actually been a long journey for me. Uh, it's not like something that happened all at once for me. I was uh, 
actually very science-minded when I was a kid and an atheist. I, I didn't believe in much of anything other than logic, fact, and science. <laughs> and then I started sort of backing off and relaxing a bit as I started experiencing things that science didn't really explain and actually said was not real. <laughs> and I started realizing, you know what, I need to just sort of reassess and explore reality myself and see what I can see as true or not true myself. And uh, when I, uh, uh, you know, this really started when I was a teenager and I just kind of looked at everything through the point of view of superheroes because it was something I was really into and it was something that was as close to science that explained what I was going through as I could get at the time. And uh, I just, uh, I started training, <laughs> trying to, to follow the code of a superhero, you know, do what's right, protect people, not hurt anyone, <laughs> which is very important. And I learned that these are really difficult to control. You can easily hurt somebody if you don't know uh, what you're doing and you go a little too fast into something, but there's really cool stuff you could do to help people. So what was your first thing that you got into? What was the first thing that drew you into the field? Was it psychic work or was it sort of light work? Or what was the first topics that you really wanted to study? So the first thing that I actually uh, learned how to do, I had to make up a name for it. I call it transposition. Um, I Because uh, the, the two abilities I had discovered I had already were um, foresight and also uh, telepathy and they both freaked me out. So I shut those off immediately. Uh, but I thought, you know, if I, I've noticed that if I believe something enough and put enough of my willpower into it, I can make it true even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so let's just try it and see if it'll actually work. And I'll see, do I really have superpowers? I was trying to prove to myself I didn't. And then it was all in my head and then it worked. <laughs> Yeah, I, I transposed the properties of one thing onto another. I was in sandals with no tread, and I actually, and it had just been watered. So the whole thing was slick, really long grass all the way up to the top, except the last foot, which was pure mud. And I managed to charge up that grade in my sandals going like, I, I think it was like uh, 20 feet or something like that. And the whole time I was focusing on reaching through the dry ground deep underneath. It was just dry, soft um, soil that would give me plenty of, uh, of uh, friction to actually run up, a, despite the fact that I had no tread on my sandals. And I got all the way up to the top. And the only thing that slipped was my foot inside the sandal because the sandal had gotten wet inside and I wasn't even paying attention to my feet. So was that something that you kind of made come true to yourself then because you were trying to connect with that type of energy work at the time or? Yeah, so what I did was I actually, uh, I, I didn't realize at the time this is what I was doing, but what I did was I told uh, my uh, shoes to react as though the grass, the slick grass that they were running on was actually uh, dry 
loose packed soil so that I would have enough friction to get up there. And so there was no slipping that happened. And I've actually found since then that I've been able to do a lot of really cool stuff with that. Like for example, um, I uh, transposed the uh, properties of uh, stainless steel onto a uh, tree stub that somebody was using for target practice for uh, knife throwing. And uh, <laughs> it, it bounced off <laughs> the knife. I mean, it, it hit point first would have gone in just fine. Uh, the guy had been consistently throwing uh, to go about an inch in and it just, it bounced off with this loud crack and shot back like 10 feet. It actually went further than he threw it. He wasn't throwing very hard. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And then I realized, oh, I could have hurt somebody. There were people standing there 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I stopped and left. Uh, I, I don't do that with people's uh, other people's stuff anymore. <laughs> so as you're developing this ability and you kind of get into it more, did you figure out what it was actually called then? Like, do you know what it is these days that you have that ability of? I actually have no idea if anyone else has come up with a name for it. I've just been going off of transposition because it's the one that I came up with and I haven't actually heard of anybody else uh, mentioning one. Um, it may be similar to manifesting. I don't know. Uh, manifesting is a word that seems to be a sort of catch-all term for uh, putting energy out there and in some way causing a, uh, um, a particular event to pass or uh, something to come into your life. But it seems to be very general and it may in fact uh, uh, apply to multiple abilities. I'm not entirely certain. <clears throat> yeah, manifesting is more, I think like a paranormal type term where you're manifesting something to happen or something to occur out of nothing. So you're manifesting that spirit energy to manifest into an apparition is the most, top, most common topic where you're using manifesting really? terms, so you're manifesting energy to do something. Um, there's other mm -hmm. things, I think, like psychokinesis, where you're physically moving things, but I don't know if that's the same thing, because you're sort of manifesting something different to happen on what you're, what you're focusing on. So you're thinking about something, you're wanting it to happen, and then it happens. From what I came to understand, I thought uh, psychokinesis was the lack of control over the telekinesis ability. Like, like it's happening, but without your knowledge or your control. It just kind of happens and uh, relates directly to your emotional state. Not sure, though. It, you know, terminology, it's very um, arbitrary. And you'll find that there are a lot of pockets because, you know, the, the society, it's very disconnected with all of us um, kind of being in our own little pockets of, Yes, we all believe, but we don't actually know anybody else that does. And so you may actually find multiple terms that apply to the same thing, or you'll find overlap between different terms. Yeah, that's the most common thing also, is like so many different terms out there mean the same thing, but you're really talking about the exact same thing that you're talking about. So um, It makes it very frustrating. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, this field is wide open and there's so many different areas you can take it, like um, other areas you've had experiences in. So what other things have you studied then besides um, that type of work? Um, what else do you do? 
Yeah, so um, I actually managed to eventually come to terms with my foresight ability. I actually started uh, shortly after realizing that the manifesting, uh, sorry, the um, transposition was starting to actually work. I, I uh, decided to start trying to train my foresight ability to use while I was awake. And I am actually getting really good at it. I still can't get like a full blown vision on purpose that only happens like getting struck by lightning or whatever where it just randomly happens while i'm asleep or as i'm drifting off or something but uh when i'm awake i can reach my mind into the future and ask okay what's going to happen and it'll usually have to be a very specific question otherwise my brain gets crowded with so much information i can't make sense of it i mean i get this massive download of info it's like okay that's too much all right yes or no is this a good idea no here's a better idea or think in this direction that sort of thing and so it, it'll be uh you know just very truncated you know just, just very little information and i just get barely enough to get an answer and move on and i'll actually use this uh pretty liberally i mean i, I use it to get through a conversation a lot of times so i actually got pretty good at having like up to eight overlapping visions at the same time checking different tactics so as a psychic, then, do you more consider yourself able to see things into the future and be able to draw that information out for people when they have questions for you? Or are you more like, okay, I'm having a vision and I need to tell this person about something? So I actually have um, more of a, a sense of things. I'm not really connected to my uh, my physical body senses. So it's more like a, a mental download. And then I translate it through my other senses to understand it better. Um, but uh, as far as what I offer to people, it's more of uh, my mediumship. Uh, mostly I did that in the past, but I do do it a little bit these days. And um, I, I still consider myself to be practicing. So I offer it freely to people, whoever uh, needs it, whenever I get a hit off of something. And uh I, I do not do earthbounds. I avoid it like the plague because they're just so toxic. Crossed over people only, please. <laughs> not that you necessarily know, but given enough time, usually everybody gets there eventually. And then uh, there's also, um, uh, I also uh, can see a person's energy when I look into their eyes. So especially uh, when it's like a picture or a video, I can see who they are, who they've been, that kind of thing. And I can give them a lot of information about uh, what might be going on with them and how they can actually fix it. Because I can just see so much information about what they're going through, how they feel, the kind of problems that they have, what's getting in the way of them accomplishing what they want to do, all of that. It's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So do you get clients coming to you asking for that kind of stuff? Or is it something more like, oh, I'm walking down the street and I sense this person's energy, I need to tell them something? Or do you get people coming to you and asking you stuff like that? Yeah, so I actually do just, I see a need. And then I give them the information that I have. 
this one time I saw my uh, friend at work and she was uh, crying and, and having a lot of trouble because her mom had died three years previously. And uh, that was her mom's birthday and she was having a really hard time uh, dealing with it. And I came over to try and console her. And all of a sudden her mom was just like right there going, I have to talk to her. And I'm crying. This is right in the middle of work. Okay. I'm at work on the floor in front of everybody and I am crying and channeling her dead mother. <laughs> but I don't care because she needed it. And, and fortunately, I was able to get it done fast enough that nobody came over and said, you need to get back to work. You know that, right? <laughs> and she was able to get back to work. <laughs> which I thought honestly was the more important thing. We need her to be able to move past this and go back to work. You know, the company should want this. They want me to channel her dead mother. <laughs> well, I think with having her mother right there with you at the time really pushed that importance of having to get past that moment, right? So um, yes, how often really do you see spirits and how often do you encounter spirit and energy work as a light worker? Because I know you do a bit of light work as well. Like all the time. Is there an off switch? Not really. No, no. There's more like a, I put a do not disturb sign on the door. And so I only get the barges. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, literally every single night since I got COVID, I seem to be leaving my body and going somewhere else to experience God knows what. I mean, I'll have these movies that I keep experiencing from spirits on the other side that have decided that they want to keep creating stuff. And uh, I mean, I even posted an uh, X-Files episode that according to my mom, who was also psychic, uh, she actually said that this was written by an actual writer from the X-Files uh, TV series who had passed on during COVID. And they wanted to keep creating and they sent it to me so that I would post it. And I did. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So do you get messages all the time as well? Like when you're saying trying to communicate using your light energy, trying to work with that light energy work. Um, do you get messages all the time that the spirits want to pass on to people and stuff like that? Or Yes, mostly when I'm actually connected to that person. Uh, so I'm actually on Facebook right now in a uh, group called um, The Psychic Journey. And then there's a uh, one one and, and some other stuff after that. Anyways, um, so uh, that uh, um, that group, it has a really great energy to it. And I've actually been just anybody who needs help or I get a sense that this is somebody I need to talk to. I, I just keep the line open and I say, all right, you know, whatever comes through is what comes through. And as I'm typing to them, thinking about them, all of a sudden I'll start connecting to something. My spirit guide will be talking to me uh, or uh, their loved ones will be talking to me, something like that. Uh, sometimes I'll even start flashing forward to uh, the future a little bit, but I try really, really hard not to give people future information. Uh, I have seen how it can screw up a person's life and I don't want to do that to anybody. <laughs> Just knowing about it can actually cause it to not happen because you freak out and run away. Yeah, but you said you do have abilities to do that. You have a, the ability to actually sense the future, go into different records and communicate and bring that information back. Um, so talk a little bit about 
that type of work that you do? Like how, how do you make that connection? Like what abilities do you have that makes you get into the future? Like how do you do that? Or can you explain so, how you do that? I, I found that um, the future and also um, space, they're not the way we think of it. So all points are actually accessible from here when it's energy. So I, I just reach into the future because it's really just another direction. It's, it's like up and down, left and right. And so I just reach out with my mind and my heart and I look for whatever the information is I'm looking for. Usually it takes a, a significant emotional ripple for me to be able to lock onto something. So anything you don't feel anything for or against, I'm probably not going to be able to get that information. But I mean, if somebody's about to die and you're having a massive panic attack, I may actually be able to pick that up. It'll freak me out and I'll want to like shut off from it immediately. <laughs> but I'll probably be able to pick it up. Has there been times where you have gone into the future and sent something that's been like really bad or really awful that you don't want people to know about, but you had to tell somebody kind of thing? Like, was there something that came to you and like, I really need to get this off my chest kind of thing? Yes, there have been several times actually that I uh, felt somebody's death and those were the ones I did not ask for. <laughs> um, so for example, uh, I'm sorry one of them I did ask for. That's right. Somebody had sent me their uh, a picture. They asked for a reading. I was only offering mediumship services at the time. So I was like, um, okay, well, it doesn't feel like this person has crossed over yet. Let's feel in the future for when they do. Oh, there we go. So I started channeling based on the picture and then I found out it was her own picture. Freaked me out. Yeah, uh, it felt like it was going to be soon, less than a year. And I decided not to tell her anything about that. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, uh, I, I kept uh, looking to see what would happen if I did tell her and she was going to have it, it, it totally tarnished her future, knowing that it was going to be coming. Everything ended up feeling so much more stressful and horrible. And instead of there being an easy death where I couldn't even tell where she went from being a living person to uh, being out of her body. <laughs> suddenly there was a very big difference and she was so freaked out and scared and upset and all of that and I was like okay I'm not telling her I can't tell her I have to keep this a secret because she's better off not knowing <laughs> um but uh, uh other times uh like actually this last year I uh sensed ahead to uh both when my mom was gonna die and then when I was going to have uh, some serious issues. I don't know if it was death or something else really horrible, but it was pretty bad. I can tell you that right now. Um, and uh, I actually ended up convincing my mom to not leave the house that day because the traffic was just gonna be so bad. It was, it was raining. Um, actually it hadn't rained yet, but it started raining later and it was going to while she was out there and the rain was going to cause unsafe road conditions that led to a car accident and I was never gonna see her again. Yeah. And I was so panicky and freaked out that day. I don't allow myself to actually fully connect to terrible visions like that. I don't wanna endure something twice. But 
it happens anyway. So I just end up panicky and jittery until uh, the event occurs and it keeps getting worse and worse as time goes on and I start going into a panic attack if it doesn't get resolved or if it's like really bad. And um, so we ended up having to dig for what was actually going on that I was mentally blocking and trying to protect myself from. And we found out that it was because of a car accident. I was never going to see her again. And then COVID hit and I was fine <laughs> because I knew she was fine. <laughs> oh, it, it is just so weird. It is so weird. Oh, that reminds me. The day they grounded those planes in America, I knew that this was the beginning of something. That was not the end. Uh, I was like, this day is going to be remembered just like the day the stock market crashed right before the Great Depression. I was telling everybody this. And it was going to go on far longer than anyone thought. It was going to be far worse than anyone thought. And it was going to go everywhere. That there's going to be a before COVID and an after COVID. And then it did. Yeah, that's really interesting. Is it connected to everything going on nowadays? Like, I mean, there's so much happening in the world right now. Even in Canada here, we had the truckers convoy. I don't know if you know about that, but they had a huge convoy. And right now, as we speak, there's a huge protest going on with truckers and all that stuff in Ottawa right now. So like all that stuff is connected. Do you get any sense of that being connected with everything that's going on or? So uh, someone named Sylvia Brown, she was a psychic that was on Montel Williams a while ago. Okay, yeah. Uh, before she died, she actually made a prediction that uh, a large amount of people in the world were going to end up gone. I can't remember if it was like a third or two thirds of the population. They weren't going to be here anymore. But she didn't really know how that was going to happen. And my mom got kind of freaked out about it when uh, she heard this because she knew that Sylvia Brown really knew what she was talking about and was pretty accurate about stuff. And I was like, don't worry, mom, it's going to be a lot of little things that totally add up to that. COVID is part of that. Also, there's a shift that's going on in the world that is changing how everything works. I don't know if you heard about the indigo babies that were being born. Okay. So apparently there is some sort of a change to how the world used to work and uh, from there to uh, how it's going to work. And right now we're in the sort of construction period. And you know how chaotic that can be, right? Okay, there's a lot of change that's going on in this period. It's gonna be very difficult. It's gonna be very rough. And a lot of people are gonna be dragging their feet, not wanting to get with the program and move forward. But basically you're gonna get a lot of people who are pushing back against what they feel is not right and making changes happen. And however much pain and discomfort that takes to actually occur, that's how much is gonna happen. So if you're not on board, you may just wanna get out of the way <laughs> because it's gonna happen whether you like it or not. <laughs> Well, exactly. That's why I just don't get all this protesting and all this fighting against everything that's meant to save your life. It, it's meant to help mm -hmm. you. I don't understand why people are so hard ass against fighting it all the time. It's just like, give it a break, let it happen. There's nothing you can do about it. The old guard is not used to so much change. It is freaking them out and they are upset and it's going to come out somehow. This is how. 
And things yeah. are just going to get worse, I think, as well. So, um, like you said, it's things are going to get worse, worse and worse. Before it gets better. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much how it is. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting, continuing your talk on how you can reach into the future, grab information for people, and bring that back to whether they're asking for it or not. Um, what sort mm -hmm. of Does that work along the same lines as the light work energy that you do as well? Or is it the same as spirit communication? Can you sort of um, reach into people's spiritual past as well or spiritual future and see where that goes as well? So there's a lot of overlaps. <laughs> uh, the light work that I do, um, it's mostly regarding making changes to things. So uh, clearing out negative energy or um, uh, protecting myself from things or sending spirits to the other side so that they can get some help crossing over because a lot of people, they, they don't know how to do that <clears throat> by themselves. So they need a psychic to help them. That's why you get a lot of psychics getting haunted because somebody's asking for help. But um, yeah, it, I never really considered spiritual future versus physical world future being different it's all the future. So I would say that I just never really consider there being a dividing line there. I just get everything. <clears throat> well, that makes it easier for you as well as a light worker and spiritual worker to be mm. able to not have to differentiate between, okay, is this this type or is it that type? So it, it's all one to you, right? Yes. Yes. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, uh, I actually, uh, <laughs> can't even tell sometimes if I'm getting information from the future, from my spirit guide, or from somebody's uh, passed over loved one. Sometimes I'll actually be getting information from multiple sources at the same time. I just get information and I tell them what it is. <laughs> do they ever come at you like at a moment where you don't want them to? Like, do you ever be able to not, not switch it off kind of thing? Is it like, don't bug me right now, I'm trying to sleep or whatever, but do they come to you at odd times? Yes, I am really good at blocking stuff, but I will definitely get people bugging me when I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done right now. Uh, I, I, I just want to rest. Okay. This is my day off and it's going to be a day off. And then they're like, no, you're telling them this needs to happen now. It's like, because oh. I know it's never going to happen again if I, it doesn't happen now. So I'm like, oh, whatever. I, I go off of their time schedule because theirs is a little more important than mine. Oh, well. Um, another thing that actually reminds me of is um, crowding. Because on the other side, when they communicate to you, they can send, it's like email, okay? They can send you a whole book in a half second. Unfortunately, mouths don't work that way. <laughs> so... You may notice a lot of actual psychics will have this really high energy. They're trying to get as much information out their mouth at once. That's how you know that they're definitely for real because they are talking to somebody on the other side and they are getting that email directly to their brain and they can't get it out fast enough before more comes through. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of looking at it because you know how much information is downloaded from your connection with them, right? So... Um, oh, yeah. Do you find it hard it sometimes to do that? Do you find it hard to sort of sort through all that information that you're trying to download? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I pretty much uh, get like a whole book from somebody. And then I have about two paragraphs that I can communicate. There's a lot of information that is lost because I don't understand. 
there's too much. It doesn't have a translation into uh, my experience or English or whatever, or I mean, it just happened in a half second. I basically have to take a picture of it as it flies by like it's a horse race. And I give people what I can. <laughs> Do they get mad at you sometimes for not telling a certain part? I actually have not come across that. But then again, I don't usually tell them that there was more I missed. <laughs> I just say, okay, here's what I've got. <laughs> or I, I don't understand this part or I'm not so sure about that. But I, I make sure to identify the parts where I'm not 100% on it. That way they understand if they get conflicting information from another psychic, I'm probably wrong. Because <laughs> it's so hard to tell the difference. You'll get five psychics who tell you completely different things that can't all be true at the same time. And it's like, yeah, that's a problem. One time I actually did that and I came in and said, okay, so you're actually not supposed to know the answer to this question. You have to figure it out for yourself. That's part of the challenge. And that's why you keep getting all these random answers from people. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> or maybe one of the psychics is saying another part that they didn't tell you about because they're continuing on kind of where you left off, but it's part of the same whole thing, right? So That can totally happen too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, I did actually come in after somebody else had uh, talked to a person and I, you know, I always type my piece first and then I look at the comments. After I type my piece, I looked at the comments. And I saw, oh my God, between the two of us, we answered both halves of the person's question. Yeah, because, because the one psychic, they had the first part and they were kind of foggy on what the second part was. I missed the first part. I had no idea what that was, but I knew exactly what the second part was. And between the two of us, she had a whole answer. <laughs> See, that's really cool. Spirit works in mysterious ways and they want you to know what they want you to know. Maybe you can answer the question the right way where somebody else could sort of fill it in for you. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So what else? I know you've been doing some other work as well. You've also started some books as well. So do you want to mm -hmm. talk about your books for a little bit before we let you go? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So um, I actually have uh, started committing a lot of this knowledge that I've uh, picked up over the years to um, books, which I'm releasing as ebooks on Barnes and Noble. Uh, they actually allow me to uh, publish them. Uh, and by the way, if you don't have a Nook, they have an app for that. You just download it to your phone. And you can read your books. I'm offering them pretty cheap because uh, I want as many people as I can to be able to get the information. Uh, so far, I've got a few dollar books, um, which are my experiences traveling to the other side and uh, seeing what it's like over there. I also um, had a collection of dreams that just had this really cinematic feel to them. They could have been made into movies. And they had a really great lesson at the end, too. <clears throat> and then um, I also uh, have a free book that I offered. It's called Defense Against the Darkness. And it's basically all about um, using white light to protect yourself from pretty much any paranormal dangers that may be uh, plaguing you. Because, I mean, there are so many people saying, I've got a spirit coming after me. There's a demon attached to me. Uh, I used a spirit board and now weird stuff is happening and stuff around my kitchen is flying and, and you know they don't even know what's going on 
this stuff can address all of that. It's mostly for your common stuff. If you have like really bad, you know, um, uh, haunting or something going on, this may not work. Try it, see what happens. If it doesn't work, definitely consult a really good psychic, okay? You know, look online, get reviews from people. But uh, I mean, <sighs> there are so many people I think would be helped if they just knew what some of the basics were that they can do to protect themselves. They don't even need to have psychic abilities to the, do this. White light is for anybody. Yeah, so true. Anybody can learn how to use the white light to their advantage and help protect themselves. And I think that's most important is to learn sort of what techniques work best for you as a person to help protect yourself or to use that energy. So really great that you have those available for people to check out and maybe read. And maybe if they're looking for some additional information, I will definitely have those links in the description below here for them to check out. So Excellent. Oh, and I will also be uh, starting a new series, which is going to be about all the abilities that I've had experience with and uh, everything that I was able to learn about them and how I learned how to use them. And people can use that as a jumping off point for how to uh, use their own abilities. And I'm starting it off with an introductory book I'm calling Light Workers, which includes uh, more about white light and how to use it and stuff like that. And it'll be introducing the series. Thank you. That sounds really cool. I'll look forward to checking that out. And um, you can post that and share it on our social media as well and Facebook and stuff too. So, so people can see that, but thank you, Valerie, so much for helping us out here today on Haunting Live. Um, I know it was short notice for you for joining us uh, this week, but thank you so much. It's been uh, very interesting learning about what you do and um, how you help people with your abilities. So, so thank, thank you, you so much. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, that was Valerie joining us all the way from Nebraska, USA. She is a psychic down there, and she has a lot of abilities and uh, different uh, things she does down there, such as light work. And she has a couple of books as well about the topics that she does. So um, thank you very, very, very much for actually joining us here today on Haunting Live. I appreciate her taking her time out and uh, sharing her abilities and some stories uh, about her life as a psychic. So thank you so much. Uh, but if you like what you see here today, don't forget to hit that like button on our video and also subscribe to our channel. We noticed a bunch of subscribers lately here on our YouTube, so thank you so much for that. We appreciate everybody checking us out. Uh, we have different paranormal guests on different topics in the paranormal field each and every week here on Sundays at 4 o'clock, live on Haunting Live Podcast. I am Trevor, your host, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you do miss our live show here on YouTube, you can check us out later on on the podcast app. Just find us on your favorite podcast app and listen to the show whenever you have time. Uh, just search for Haunting Live. You should find us anywhere. And don't forget to also check out our uh, website, which is hauntinglivepodcast.com. We have a whole bunch of cool stuff on there for you guys to check out. We have the podcast listings. You can go through all the past podcasts. Uh, you can check 
uh, outdoor public events that we do once or twice a year or so. You can come meet us in person and join in on some fun and uh, see when we have our public events posted. And also, of course, we have our merch page. Uh, different things that we use in the paranormal field every day, uh, such as smudging materials, crystals for energy work, uh, different little craft items as well. Uh, you can check out our merch. That's available through hauntedlifepodcast.com and uh, see what we have up there for sale for you guys. So otherwise, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Haunting Live Podcast. I appreciate you guys watching us and listening to us on the podcast apps. And uh, we're back here each and every week. So don't forget to watch us next week with a brand new guest out of the paranormal field that we'll be interviewing. So I uh, look forward to that and have a great rest of your weekend, guys. And uh, see you next week. Um, and began working with healing of the land and because it felt like such a massive project started teaching everyone who wanted to learn. From childhood I would see spirits and I just felt like they were the extra people in my home. I had a hard time like sharing that. Uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt in South Carolina and it's just not cool or <laughs> it's frowned upon. It's demonic or woo, you know, scary. I've always been a spooky kid. Um, I love everything paranormal. I can't, I don't have a memory where I didn't believe in magic and the paranormal. I use my intuitive abilities to help people identify their inner self. So have a deeper self-awareness. And through that, I'm able to um, help them see different perceptions and different um, belief systems that might be preventing them, you know, exploring their journey.